Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is proudly sponsored by the legends at Hunter Valley Promotions on the web at hunterpromo.com.au. They design, manufacture and ship every type of sport uniform you can think of and then some. Shirts, singlets, shorts for your on-field team or for your business. They pride themselves on the best quality, service and price Australia-wide. I'm not going to BS you. I'll tell you exactly how it is. They are the best. They offer speedy, free designs, no hidden extras and delivered right to your front door. Contact my man, Carpy, at hunterpromo.com.au. Tell him we sent you for an unfiltered deal. That's hunterpromo.com.au. Welcome back to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. This is the Legends series, the Paul Harrigan story, part three. Enjoy. I'm going, oh, okay, that's great. That's good. And then yeah, a couple of hours go by and um, yeah, all boys are saying, are you, where are you? Yeah, you're coming down. So the News wow. Limited were bringing more trips in, ready to swallow the Johnsies because they just knew if we get them two boys, yep. we're a long way. They already had a few others. Uh, that were that were heavily important, but that was so. They just it was a matter of we're playing with hours now, minutes and hours. They just sort of if we just need another couple of hours to get those two guys and a few others, the whole thing's over. It's all over. So I've gone all right. I, I, I'm a pretty straight up and down guy, but when someone's diddling me, yep, I, 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 I'm, I'm not copping that. So I went down to the local. Um, so I said to the boys, I said, honestly, you've got to hear both sides. Just do it. Yeah. I said, do not sign, do not do anything. So anyway, I went and got a bus. I hired it. I said, jump in the back. I didn't – I actually paid for it out of my own pocket. Get the, get, I said, get in the back. And the hierarchy, the guys that were, were with News Limited at the time, I said, come in the bus so you're not worried, um, so anything's not going to happen. And a few of the boys got out of the bus on the way there because they got phone calls, you know, because they'd already ag- agreed to sign. Yep. So get off the bus. And, and that's that's all fine. But we went down there. Arke give a presentation. Gus give a presentation. Great. We're good boys. Drive them back. See you later. That's it. And, you know, from that point onwards, it was just crazy madness. But I don't care what anyone thinks because in the news limited world, they'll go, he's the bus driver. He got paid to take him down, mm. all that stuff. Mate, couldn't – I don't care what anyone thinks. Yeah. Um, all, all my close mates and all the boys know is that Truth. I went out in the limb so they could hear both stories yeah. because I was already signed with News Limited 100%. Um, but when, when if the money's even and, it, and that's taken out of the picture, you know, then it makes it a lot easier. So mm. give it a chance. So, yeah, the, the story goes on and on and on about some of the things that happened. Honestly, yeah. I could talk for ages about the trickery uh, and the skullduggery that happened in the next hour, like in the early hours of the night when we got back. But literally, Gus came down the next day um, and um, the majority of the boys agreed and there was enough of the core Knights team to to go on for, for yep. next year. And a vast majority – well, look, let's put it this way. Um, I reckon Newcastle was, would have been on the verge of a small dynasty. We had that much talent, whether yeah. it be from a young – 
Willie Mason and uh, Rodney Howe and uh, and the Booby, all these guys are playing for Australia. Yep. Um, Brett Kamali, um, the list. If I if I if I give you the proper list of the amount of guys that were ready to come through the Knights that went to the Mariners and then moved on because of Super yep. League War, our team would have been an absolute colossus for mm. for the next you know five five six years. But anyway, that's what happened, and and and, and, and from that point onwards, um, the the club was in turmoil because the hierarchy was they were shattered because they. They'd link there, so everyone, most of those guys, all leave the club, and yeah, just a honestly, just a big mess. So the game splits. It's nineteen ninety seven. It started with, and I'll be honest, alarming health problems for you. Run us through what happened, mate, and then what followed. Was that nineteen ninety seven? Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Right. Well, as I said earlier, um, most times in my life when something good comes in the rugby league world, there's a test. There's a test. Yeah, there's a test. And, and uh, I'm playing against Manly uh, in, a, in a pre-season game at Coffs Harbour. Um, and before the game, I, I'm having like a, a weird headache, went into a seizure, vomiting, and yeah, I wasn't, wasn't good. So I'm thinking, oh, I'm always stressed out when I didn't play. Oh, I've got to play away. I said, it's only, it's only a trial match. I didn't play. I was playing against Spud. That's probably why I wanted to, to play. Yeah. But I didn't do it, and I drove home the next day, and I was, just wasn't right. Um, and I kept having these sort of, I think you'd best describe as a seizure, um, but I kind of ignored them. And then I played another preseason game, or maybe the first game of the season against St. George uh, at home. And I got a bump to the head, and I broke into one of these things again. And um, the, the, this is where it started to get scary because I come off and I couldn't talk. I could think what I wanted to say, but the process between um, the mind, um, the, the, the concept wow. that I wanted to say and getting it out was was somehow being disconnected. Mm. Um, and and I, I, I was uh, well more than alarmed. You know, I, yeah. I, 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 I was I was scared uh, and a bit rattled. And it wasn't until later that night that I could actually start to get that function back. So everyone's just going, man, you, this is gone. You're gone. So I went to the best uh, neuro uh, guy, brain yep. bloke, um, and he basically said, look, you know, everyone gets a lot of concussions uh, in our game. There was no rules back then. Mm. It's quite, you can come back as many times as you want. But he, from his observation, he just said, Righto, um, I've looked at you over a, a week now. Mm. Um, bottom line is, I'm going to give you one month off. If you have one more seizure in that month, my recommendation to you and the club and the game is you don't play again. So oh, I'm going home, I'm going, oh my goodness. And you wouldn't believe it. He gave me these tablets, really strong tablets, they're probably epileptic tablets, yeah. I'd say, of, of that nature. He said, these are strong. He said, you take these. So on the way home, you wouldn't believe. On the way home, I was had another another fit type of thing, and I said to me, "Mrs., this is not counted because I haven't started the medication yet." Yeah. Um, so, but as luck would have it, I take the medication. I don't have an issue for a month. So I go, "All right, let's start this thing again." Boom! I'm straight into the country city country team. Same scenario back in Origin, and the season goes on. Um, and at the end of that season, which is the Super League War season. Um, we're in the grand final. And we will get to the grand final. How was the lovely bride with that, Pam? Um, you're big and ugly enough to look after yourself and make your own decisions, but a wife watching on as hubby's going into seizures. 
and wanting to play on. Yeah, yeah, no, no, concerned, of course. Um, you, you, you know, you, you're not. It's not an injury, as in a physical injury yep. where it's a new year. But you, you, it's so intangible. It's your personality. It's it's mm. it's you know, it's metaphysical. It's not. It's not. It's not a not a tangible thing. So when you're messing with that stuff, yeah. you don't muck around. Um, but at the same time, um, I just knew it's all good. It'll be yep. all right. It'll be all right. Um, so everyone was concerned. My brother was concerned. My mum and dad was concerned. You know, and of course, you know, we had a young family and all that stuff. But no, it didn't. It didn't. I didn't think about it too much. But um, when when I look back, I go, "Wow!" I mm. mean, what, I, I was gone. I, I was I was four weeks away from being gone out of the game. So, but at the end of that was a pretty good, <laughs> a pretty pretty high high for me anyway. The premiership as captain, Newcastle's first. Does anything in particular? Stand out from the experience? Yeah, it does. Um, I reckon we got over the line because of what happened that year, and the people, and the and, and the the energy and the emotion and the suppression of that Super League war. Yep. BHP had just said that they're leaving. Um, jobs were going everywhere. It was a, it yeah. was our two hundredth year bicentenary as a city, and everyone was down. It was rock bottom. Brothers are arguing against brothers. Um, you know, the Super League, uh, sorry, the Mariners' um, office was getting smashed by bricks. It yep. was trade unions were involved in the Super League. Everyone was arguing and yep. fighting all the time. But out of all that, we're in the grand final. This little glimmer of hope uh, came. And um, we were playing mainly in the grand final, as I said, who'd beaten us 11 times in a row, smashed us. They, had, they won the grand final the year before. Uh, great team. Yep. Great coach. Um, nothing's changed. Um, so we're not expected to win. So that was good for us at the start of the, the week. There's no pressure. Yeah. Um, but as it went on, every function that we did, we're swarmed by tens of thousands of people. This, this energy comes up, you know, and, and mm. all the fighting had finished and we were galvanised and unified again. And as it went on and on and on, I started going myself, I said, boys, we're really lucky here. I mean, ultimately, whatever role you do in your life, if you've got the ability to make people happy, it's it's good, whether it's mm. through service or whatever. But I said, on a grand scale here, we've got an opportunity to just transform hundreds of thousands of people, and you could feel it, and it, was, and it just surpassed the game. Hey, legends, I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Would you like to be part of the team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go, from scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more. The opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week. And we can cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want, and when you want. Packages start from as little as $150. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. more than a game of football for us and and the, the, the weird thing or, or the thing I enjoyed about it was is that it wasn't like a burden hanging over, over our neck it was like a privilege there's no pressure it's just like great way mate, it was so amazing so as the week went on 
started to get more confident, more confident. By the end, mate, I, I, I was convinced there was magic happening. You know what I mean? And, and we, we leave the ground. There's 20,000 people there uh, and, and mobbing us, singing songs. Um, we get onto the bus, we go down Griffith Road, and there's people from our ground all the way to we reach the freeway on the sides of the roads, on top of cars, everything stops. And wow. mate, hardened blakes in our, in our club were crying, were crying, you know, cry, literally crying. You could tangibly feel um, how suppressed everyone was and how much they wanted to get on. We need some glimmer, give us something, mm. you know. So what a badge to wear. It was great. We are trucking down the highway and, and we felt 10 feet tall and and we had another significant moment too where i just felt that we just need to recap on what, what, what's happening to us this week and yep. what's going down what's happened all year and this super league war and we've been torn apart put back together again and all you know so i said boys another meeting and a few were going mate i think we can overdo it on the meetings and i said no we're gonna have this meeting been my room after dinner and we, we all went round and I asked pretty well the similar, same question, but everyone gave their spool and view on it. And again, Blake's cried. And I remember the story about Roy Simmons said something really special before they won the, the Penrith Grand Final. Mm. And, and we had a couple of guys who were that. Mark Lamble was certainly one um, yeah. and a few of the younger guys where there was a few tears dropped and, and just total silence where you could just hear the throng of the air conditioner and just you got 20 guys in there just sitting there in that silence after someone just spoke and not dared to speak again until, you know, it changed. And, and we went, kept going around and around and around and around. And the, that energy, if you could just pull it and tangibly see it, it was like you could light up the, you know, the town of Newcastle for a week with it. It was amazing. Wow. So when everyone left, I, I remember, I still remember the thick carpet in the hallway as they all walked out of my room down to the, I, I just felt, I've never felt like this before. This, this is incredible. But as you would, as you would know it, um, you know it wasn't. It wasn't. It was like every other game in, in the sense that we were behind. Mm. Um, we weren't being physically intimidated, but we were behind. And you know, with six seconds to go, we're still. You know, we're not in front. It, it was just one of those ones where everyone was in that ideal performance state. They're in the moment, and even though it was going backwards as per usual, we didn't care. It was like a thousand victories in the victory. We're winning the next one. We're going the next one. And even before we ran out, I remember the boys were playing disco music and dancing, and I thought, well, gee whiz. Um, yeah, I'm saying to myself, take it easy. Like, I mean, uh, enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy it. And, and you've got to, I've got to look like that this is not just another normal game where we're shitting ourselves and they're mm. going to – I had to act like this is different, boys. So I went out there. I think I remember I smacked twos on the backside when we were flipping the coin, put him off a little bit, go, hey, how you going, mate? And yeah. Come back in. I said, the boys are dancing. I'm mucking around dancing and, you know, carrying on. And just to, to give that feel that, boys, this is not – all the other games, forget that. This is yeah. new. This is new. This is new. And um, But we went out there and, and it was a very physical game uh, and it was great. But down there, big edges, they had some great players and they got down and they, they, were, in, they were in front for the majority of the game. But this time it was just different. Perfectly summed up. To be a foundation player, a premiership player, premiership captain, as well as the honour of a one club man, is it something you reflect proudly on? Oh, no, I do. I feel lucky. It's hard to do. Um, yeah. It's hard to do, um, particularly in this day and age. But, yeah, it was just great. Like, as I said, I, I, 
when the Knights first come in, um, I was an apprentice fitter and turner. Uh, I'm yeah. playing. I'm playing in the big time. Sleeping at mum and dad's joint. Waking up in the morning at seven o'clock uh, or six six o'clock. The old man's making me a thousand sandwiches for lunch. I go to the collator or um, the BHP. I was working at both at the time. Yeah. Um, go and do my work. Finish at three o'clock. Wait to go to training. Train. Get home at seven thirty. Mum's got dinner ready. I fall asleep and do it again. And then go, great, I get on the bus on the weekend and go and play footy in the big wow. time, like I'm playing first grade. Mm. And we had no money. <laughs> in the early days of the nights, no cash, yeah. no money. So we're staying in the lowest place you've ever seen. <laughs> There's five of us to a bed. We had to bring our own food. Oh, no. You had to bring your own food. Some blokes are bringing like 10 tins of spaghetti to cook in a saucepan themselves because you had to pay five bucks if you didn't. And But in, later on, we had a, a guy called Johnny Lehman who was a, a great fellow and still involved with the club, but he cooked all the food and bring soups down with us. Yep. But that's, that's, how, that's how lean we were back in those wow. days. So I'm working at home, um, yeah, going down the bus on the weekend, getting jammed. We didn't win too many games. Yep. Um, uh, come back home going, right, let's do it again. Looking back at this side through the mid-90s, or this squad, the Johns brothers, Robbie O'Davis, Adam McDougall, Mark Hughes, amongst others, you could say crazier than a cat on a hot tin roof, many of them. Mm. You were half babysitter, half captain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, we, we had a couple of Maddies come through from out of town that, that come in through the years uh, with the Knights. We had some, like the early 90s, was, there, were some, <laughs> there were some classics. Um, but yeah, the Johnsy boys, um, you know, they were amazing. Uh, you know, early on, I mean, I remember Matty really started to find himself, you know, with his personality and, mm. and getting out there. I mean, just just incredible stuff. But yeah, uh, we did. We had some great characters in Newcastle, and it's just lucky that Newcastle is such a beautiful. Um, Newcastle's a top of town. It's big enough to take on the world. You can do whatever you want from here. It's a mm. great platform, but it's a big country town and blue-collar, really honest, yeah. beautiful people. So all those out-there personalities, they were adored. Yeah. You know, they, 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 were, they, they were loved. So, But, yes, to answer your question, in short, at times, uh, what a big job. <laughs> to round all them boys in, all right, that's enough. Let's, we've got to move on. Tough job. Don't want to do that one too often. 18 months after... Lifting the Premiership trophy, you said farewell. The knee was done, gone. I've got no doubt because of the way you played and also what the game had been through over the last three or four years, you were probably exhausted and mentally done as well. Would you agree or not? Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, wanted, I wanted to go on. I just couldn't. And, and early in my piece, I didn't play a lot of games because of injury. Yep. So I was carrying a lot of injuries. So in realism, to, compared to most um, people who have a long-term career, I didn't play a lot of games. Mm. I mean, I, um, but each one I played, I played high intensity. I give, yes. it, I give it the absolute best I got. So I thought to myself, well, I'd, I'd rather go that way. You know, mm. I'd, rather, I'd rather give – be like that, and I and I finished early. I was only just barely thirty. Mm. We usually you, you, you're bouncing on to thirty one, thirty yeah. two, and um, what the guys are doing these days, I, I am in awe. I mean, they're playing in the mid thirties, they're playing oh, four hundred game cameras. I mean, that's all mind blowing stuff. A lot of a lot of props are only playing forty three minutes though. Ah, uh, true. Well, yeah. I tell you what, that was a great thrill uh, playing Origin and, and and doing the eighty minute thing. Um, I bet. What a what a wonderful um, and you felt. 
really privileged to be able to mm. to do it and not have that pressure that oh they're going to pull you off or you just you played the game you got into yeah. it and, and it was over before you before you knew it but um yeah I reckon I think I only played about 170 games 169 games for the Knights and, the, and then I think if you throw in all the you know, Origins and Australia is probably another 45 there or something yep. like that. So let's say for, for round figures, um, whatever it is, 120 or something. Yeah. I mean, that's not a lot, really. Like a lot of guys. At that are, intensity it is, though. Yeah. Yeah. I just missed a lot when I was younger. But yep. I just, I, you know, I, whatever, um, uh, you know, I wasn't great on um, on skill or too many of the other things. But I, yeah, I did. I do look back and go, I couldn't have tried any harder. And that's the main thing. This episode is proudly sponsored by the legends at Hunter Valley Promotions on the web at hunterpromo.com.au. They design, manufacture and ship every type of sport uniform you can think of and then some. Shirts, singlets, shorts for your on-field team or for your business. They pride themselves on the best quality, service and price Australia-wide. I'm not going to BS you. I'll tell you exactly how it is. They are the best. They offer speedy, free designs, no hidden extras, and delivered right to your front door. Contact my man, Carpy, at hunterpromo.com.au. Tell him we sent you for an unfiltered deal. That's hunterpromo.com.au. Lovely way to be remembered as a footballer. The footy show, such a huge part of your life. Hard to explain to kids now, but at its height, it was must-see and everyone in the game watched. It was enormous and you were front and centre. Yeah, what a, it was great fun. It was like, if you had to describe it, in its heyday, it was like there wasn't too many variety shows no. left then. So any any big actor that was coming from America, any band that was coming in, any comedian that was coming in, they all come onto the show. So we'd go from a comedian... So here's Kiss playing, or mm. uh, well, Meatloaf's playing, yeah, and then they'd go to, um, you, you know, an actor who's coming in spruiking his, his new movie. It was like a big variety show, mm. and then but we just had all our, you know, all the all the great rugby league talent coming on, skits, um, you know, Daredevil, Duden, whatever was happening, and it was um, it was a great ride. The, you know, the interesting thing though is that I'm the last bloke in the world that I thought would would be one on TV yeah. or presenting or doing anything of that nature or, or commentating because not a lot of people know that my nickname, The Chief, right, um, obviously people go, well, you're, you're a bit of a leader, the boys call you Chief. Yeah. But when I was 16 um, years of age playing at, uh, at Belmont, the Lakes United, yeah. there was a movie on the night before called The One Flew of the Cookie's Nest. Yeah. And um, on there there was a Chief and The Chief didn't say a word uh, in fact, he played a role where he was deaf and dumb. Uh, he didn't say anything, but he, he, he was really um, – he was just tricking. But he was yeah. so quiet, he only said one or two words. So the boys um, – one of the boys, when I'm going to train the next night, said, mate, you're the chief off the movie last night as a rip-off. Because yeah. I was that – I'll explain it. I was that shy that I, I, I barely spoke. I was uncomfortably um, uncomfortable uh, in people. Wow. Um, if there was a group of girls there, I'm walking the other way 100, 100 miles. I just – I was very, very shy. Yeah. A healthy shyness, but really quiet. Introverted, though. Yeah, really yeah. quiet. And, and I just 
And that's what I was saying before. When I was 17 um, and I made my mind up that I've got no else going for me and I'm going to play for Australia, I knew that I had to squeeze so much out of me that that couldn't be there any longer to be able to achieve that goal. I had to reinvent myself. Yep. And that was one of them. And and so it goes like this. After a while, everyone's calling me chief. You know, they go when you say, mate, don't call me chief. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're the chief. So it gets, I got hammered with the chief. So a guy comes up and he goes, look, look at you. You're six foot four, your big skinny thing. People are calling you chief and you give them, and they ask you why and you give them this big long-winded answer. He yeah. said, when someone comes up to you and says, why do they call you chief? You say, because I tell them to. And I go, yeah, good one, because that's the opposite to my personality. Yeah. That's not me. You're like, yeah, you're good one, you idiot. And I moved on. Well, dig this. My first, pretty well my main debut was I started, I kind of said before, was against the Tigers. Yeah. Uh, I started, it was at Newcastle, and we beat them. Warren Warren mm. was the coach. I played that game. I won me in the match. Had a great game. In those days, all the um, the Junos come in, and they're going, great young local bloke, and all of that. I was going, good. Mm. And they go, Blake goes, mate, why do they call you the chief? And, and, and I'm about to give him the answer. And you wouldn't believe it, stuck in my subconscious somewhere, this thing, and this is like 18 months later, it's just gone boom. And I thought, don't be silly. That, and, and what must have seemed of eternity might have only been 20 seconds, but I was yeah. just stood there and I didn't give an answer. And because of that pregnant pause, everyone became particularly, even blokes that weren't even sort of interested or looking, turned around. So I had like four or five Junos, mm. pens ready, waiting for the answer. Yeah. And I paused and I went, I said, oh, right, why do they call me the chief? I said, uh, because I tell them to. And they looked at me <laughs> and they've gone, are you serious? And I looked, I just nodded and went, yep. Oh, yes. Yep. So they've gone, how good is this? We've got a great young local bloke who's a natural leader coming through, da 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 So in one foul swoop, I changed the persona of being called the chief because I was so quiet to uh, I'm a leader. I always was a leader on the football yeah. field to yeah. a certain degree. I was you always were. captain as a kid and all that. But but um yeah, so I grew in I grew into the chief. Nickname he's a leader. Great, how good's that? Mm. So isn't it funny in life yeah. how you can play into roles if given the opportunity? And you certainly played into a role as the chief on the footy show. Yeah, and then, yeah. And, then, and here I am singing. I'm mm. singing uh, in front of 10,000 people on a live show, uh, dressed up as Captain Stooving or, or getting thrown off this. And <laughs> yeah. what about I even um, – that's gold was a segment. That, that, Amazing. Uh, that, that we sort of coined Glennie, um, Glennie Palace, the producer, and myself. And we go, right, Alan, we'll do that. That's gold. Well, mate, I think it all – I think um, Prince Charles ended up throwing one in, and Whoopi Goldberg, and it was it was crazy. But um, I'm 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 singing uh, a song. I recorded a song that's gold. Yeah, that's like reached top six on the on the on the charts and all this type of stuff. And I and and but to tell you the truth, um, I didn't do it easy or easy. Like I, okay. I that was all uncomfortable to me. Like yeah. I still those inhibitions were still there. But you just got to go push through, mm. push through. Um, and that's the great thing about sport or whatever you do. Whenever you're getting uncomfortable all the time, you're squeezing all those things out of you that shouldn't be there, that's holding you back. So I got squeezed from a young age. And, and so for the next 10 years, I've finished football at 30. Mm. I'm doing the commentary and the Sunday footy shows and the Thursday and the Thursday night footy shows for 10 years. And what a wonderful ride. I just look at my life and go, that's a little concept bubble. Well, that was a cool 10 years. Yeah. That was great fun. What's your week look like now, mate? Um, what do you keep up to? 
Yep, I I I love probably um, the most. I catch up with uh, the boys to train every morning. Um, in town, I catch up with all the a lot of the boys I played with: uh, Husey, uh, mm. Bedsy, uh, Stephen Crow, Billy Peden, um Brad Gordon uh, is there as well. And I'm missing one great man, Mark Hughes, because um, yeah. I mean, uh, it's basically we've got around him, you know, to, to support him to start with, it and it's just gone from there. So, unreal. We have a train. We have, we we have a coffee. Mm. Um, we, we, we have a drink. And, and probably one of the best additions has been Kurt Gidley. Uh, young Gids, he was a captain uh, when he was coming through with yeah. the Knights. Mate, fit as a fiddle uh, and just a – because great leaders, they say, you're, a, you're a server, mm. you know, and he's organising everything, you know, and doing – so it's so it's great fun. And all my mates I grew up with out here at Belmont, Swansea, um, Blacksmiths, I come out and, and we swim and ride all the other days. So I really – you know, that, that part of my life is great um, – but yeah, I'm still doing a few uh, bits and pieces work-wise. Um, I, I like to to, to to get up to the Sunshine Coast a little bit whenever we can up there in wintertime. And yeah, just got a beautiful family and I feel really lucky, uh, really grateful that um, everything in life's gone pretty well. I'm going pretty good and um, yeah, see how the rest goes. An amazing 11-year football career, 169 games for Newcastle. 20 for New South Wales, 17 for Australia, a Knights and New South Wales Hall of Famer, as well as, if you don't mind, an OAM awarded in 2000. It's been a pleasure catching up for a chat. Paul Harrigan, you, sir, are a legend. Thank you, Andy. Great to chat, mate. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The Legend series drops at the start of your working week. It's in-depth, personal and highlights some of the game's finest from yesteryear. The Weekly Wodge drops in time for your weekend. It's full on and the hottest podcast on the market. Why listen to opinions when you can listen to interviews with the stars? And on every episode, you can hear up to a dozen different players and coaches, both past and present, giving their thoughts on the great game. It's fast-paced, full of footy and laughs. It's a must-listen. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. That way, you won't miss a thing. Every episode will drop immediately. Before you go, we'd love a five-star rating and review. It's not for ego, it's for business, as we look to expand the unfiltered brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Legends.